Hello and welcome to From No Crypto to No Crypto. This is Blockchain Wayne bringing you another cryptocurrency podcast. Today's episode brought to us by Coincierge Club, mobile private key wallet and point of sale solution, helping to make cryptocurrency mainstream. Today's episode also brought to us by the Cryptocurrent Conference, going to be in New Orleans, Louisiana, March 15th. Uh, head on over to the website, www.crypto-currentconf.co. Put in the the discount code WayneM and get $25 off of your ticket. You definitely want to be at this. This is New Orleans' first crypto and blockchain conference. All right, so let's jump right in, guys. I want to thank everybody, those of you that have been listening regularly. I've been out of the mix for a couple weeks. Uh, sat a concussion a couple weeks ago and trying to recover from that. It made it really hard to focus and do a podcast. And uh, plus, it would have been against the doctor's orders, but Want to jump in. Luckily, what has happened in the last two weeks in crypto as far as market action? Not a whole lot. <laughs> that made me feel a lot better since I couldn't watch any charts. But today I want to talk about something that's really hot in the news right now is crypto wallets, not just crypto wallets, but also think about what happens to your crypto when you die, right? If you invest in cryptocurrency, how will your loved ones get access to it, right? And there's different levels of that that I want to talk about. But to do that first, we've got to talk about wallets. So let's talk about different types of wallets. So you've got mobile wallets, right? You can download on, on, on the mobile phone, right? You've got um, downloadable wallets you can download to the desktop interface, right? Exodus, Exodus being one of the most uh, popular ones is Exodus.io. Uh, it, it's a very, probably the best desktop downloadable uh, wallet I've seen. There's browser extensions that can be, downloaded like my ether wallet and other ones that can attach on to chrome and brave and you can use your crypto there but then also the most secure of all of them is your cold storage wallets now cold storage uh the best ones are going to be like your trezor uh your ledger nano s those are the two that are right out right now um and then also i didn't mention but they're also paper wallets that's an option but paper wallets are very risky because you lose the paper paper gets destroyed you can't read the paper anymore, uh, you lose access, right? But your Trezor and your Nano Ledger S, right? Those, a year ago, were both going for around $130. And, and guys, I just bought a, another Ledger Nano S the other day for a special project and got it for $59 on Best Buy's website, right? Bestbuy.com came in in two days. So in two days, I was able to get that wallet in. And with that, you control, it's cold offline storage. You also will set up your private keys. Now, any of these wallets I mentioned, you want to set up your private keys. Now, if you ever have a wallet you set up and you don't set up your private keys, that means the company holds your private keys, which means that you are storing a decentralized currency in a centralized place. What happens if something happens to that centralized place, right? So what happened, what we saw in the last week or so is the owner, the founder of a crypto exchange, a large crypto exchange in Canada, mysteriously died, right, in India while seeking treatment for Crohn's disease. Now, there's a lot of conspiracy theory of whether he died or not. We're not even going to get into that because I don't know that one either way, right? But what I do know is the rest of the company, the other executives in the company and other people involved say they have no access to the company's uh, cold storage wallets because the owner was the only one that had the private keys. Now, that alone is crazy when you think about it because that we're talking about 190 million dollars right now that is 
mysteriously gone. Now, there's a lot of other conspiracy theories, people saying it's an exit scam, that the company never was holding any crypto. They were just siphoning it off to themselves and paying back, paying off old investors with new investors. So when somebody wanted a withdrawal, they would just take the money coming in from deposits. But without getting into all of that, that is a very serious situation. So that's why you don't want to store your crypto on a centralized exchange, right? Can you buy on a centralized exchange? Absolutely. But get it off of there as soon as you can. And when you put it in the wallets, here's how I like to explain where do you want to put in wallets, right? If you had $20,000 in cash right now, cold hard cash, would you put that in your front pocket and walk around with it? I would hope the answer is no, at least especially not around, you know, most parts where I'm thinking of, right? You don't want to be walking around with that kind of money on you, right? But what would you have in your pocket? You'd have a few bucks. You'd have some spending money. So that's how you want to look at the different levels of crypto wallets, right? The mobile wallets. That's perfect for being able to spend on the go, right? So you want to make sure you got a mobile wallet. Maybe you got a few hundred bucks in there worth of crypto, right? That way you can, you can pay if you come across places that take crypto or send, you want to send crypto. I mean, on the go the other day, a buddy of mine had his birthday yesterday and I uh, hit him up. I said, hey, man, send me your Bitcoin address. And he sent it to me. Send him some crypto from my phone to his for his birthday, right? So that's, that's, that's one, one option there. So you're spending money, right? You get into maybe a little bit more. You may have, in a, you know, if you were talking cash, you may have a little bit more. You may keep in a safe at home, right? A little safe, maybe a small safe, or maybe just say a lockbox, banker box, whatever you want to call it at home, right? Maybe you'd have a, a thousand, two thousand in there, most, right? Just some emergency cash if you need it right away, easily accessible. That could be your downloadable desktop wallet. Um, but, but your big money, that money that I talked about, that $10,000, $30,000 cash you'd be walking around with that you don't want to be walking around with, you could have that in your cold storage. That's what that's for, right? The only thing you should ever leave on an exchange is what you're trading, right? If I'm trading on an exchange like Binance, for instance, and I'm trading on Binance, one, I'm never going to have more than 10% of my total crypto on an exchange for trading because you never want to enter more than that in a trade. Uh, you really can put yourself a lot at risk, whether even if it's multiple trades. So uh, put it on there for trading and then and take it off, right? There's also some very big things happening with decentralized exchanges to where you can trade from your own private wallet without having to worry about keeping, keeping crypto on a centralized exchange to trade, right? Waves Actually, waves, uh, you know, they still got a ways to go when it comes to the volume on the exchange. But I mean, hey, let's face it, one where we're still in a bear market, had a good day today, but we're still in a bear market. And there's a lot that needs to happen. But the waves exchange, I've used it. I've used it to buy and sell. And it's direct peer to peer. There's no middle, no, there's no middleman in there. The fees are super, super low. And, and that, that's, that's one option there. So that's what you want to do when it comes to wallets. So that's kind of my analogy when it comes to what wallets you need for what. Because somebody people say, what's the best wallet? And that's a broad question because there's different levels of the answer, right? So next thing you want to look at is what, what do you do with your private keys, right? Have a system in place to protect your private keys. One, never store your private keys uh, on, a, on a digital device, uh, on the device itself. Uh, on, on a platform. And I tell you, I heard a story when a uh, while back, I guess it was a little over a year and a half ago now, somebody who supposedly said their Exodus de desktop wallet was hacked. Well, guess what? Their desktop wallet was not hacked. They stored their private keys to their desktop wallet in their Gmail account. 
So what do you think got hacked? Their Gmail account got hacked, and then somebody was able to use those private keys, backup seed, what, you, what you want to call it, the backup seed to go in and basically wipe out that crypto wallet. And at, at that time, it was a tune of about $100,000 worth of crypto. Uh, wasn't me. Uh, it's a friend of a friend. So, uh, But that's just one example of why you don't want to store it on devices like that. Store it on your computer. You can get a, you know, a virus that could track everything on your computer. Now, there is an encrypted program you can buy. And if you look back, I don't remember the episode number, but I interviewed a, a guy named Philip Mille of uh, Safe Ledger. And Safe Ledger actually is a, it's a program you can buy, you know, you can buy for $15 and download it to a flash drive, not to your computer itself, to a flash drive. And then you can use it as a, a store of value uh, to store all your private keys. Now you'd want to have backups of that as well. And look, I tested this program, put it through the ringer, tried to hack it, tried to try to figure out a way to, to see if it left any trace evidence and it doesn't. And when I entered all my private keys that I did, when I finally decided to put my real private keys in there, once I was done testing it, uh, I did it offline. I took my computer offline and did it from there and, and it's protected. So whether it's that, uh, or, or when you buy these cold wallets, they do give you uh, two different cards to put your, your backup keys on, right? Your private seed to, to be able to back to a better access it if you ever lose access. And you want to keep those in two different places, right? Uh, a fireproof safe is a good one. But also, if you got multiple cards, keep them in geographically diverse locations as well, which means don't put them both in the same house. I mean, I live down in Louisiana. Flood comes down, wipes my house out. Both those cards get wet and ruined, and I am done, right? So keep them in multiple places. Safe deposit box. Um, you know, uh, you know, just store it somewhere with, with an attorney, right? But you want to think about those things. If something happens to you tomorrow and your loved ones need to access your crypto because you're gone, right? The one thing about this world we all got a plan for, nobody gets out of this thing alive. So you got to realize that you got to have a plan for that and make sure that your loved ones are able to access your backup keys and it's not just lost forever. So have a plan for that where they're, they're, they're stored somewhere and somebody that you trust has direction to give it to them. Right. And, and you can do that in multiple ways. You can, you can, you can download buy a couple of copies of safe ledger and give one copy of that put one, a copy of safe ledger in a safe deposit box and uh, leave access to that in the will. Right. So whatever it is, just make sure you protect yourself because one thing, uh, you know, you look at banks and we saw just recently yesterday, right? Wells Fargo whole system was down. People can't get money out because of one location crash. That was their primary, I guess, server center, whatever you want to call it. And that centralized location went down. People can't get their money. Right. So that shows the need for a decentralized system to where it wouldn't, ha that wouldn't happen. But also when you cut out those middlemen, right, those banks that charge you money to access your money, um, are they, and then they loan out your money to make money and you don't get any cut of that. Um, when you cut those people out, you become responsible for your own safety, your own security, uh, everything. When it comes to that, you are the, the bank, the vault, you're everything. You're the security protocol, right? So make sure you use safe measures. Don't ever store your private keys or backup seats on the notepad on your cell phone or on, on a notepad on your computer or anywhere else, especially in your email address, right? And one, one, one other thing you may want to look at as another safe measure is, is, is 
move your accounts. If you got a LinkedIn email that you use all the time, create a separate email just for crypto that nobody else has. And that will give you an extra layer of protection because when your email's out there, it can become a target, right? And not saying maybe you've got good measures in place to, to, to where it won't get hacked, but make sure you uh, take some safety precautions. So that's really it. I wanted, you know, wanted to share this with everybody. It's been, uh, been a minute since I did a podcast. I want to get on here, even if it was just for a few minutes, to talk about that topic, talk about that subject, and really just uh, put it out there. Learn more about the wallet. You got any questions, reach out. You can find me on the Facebook page from no crypto to no crypto. Uh, you know, same name as the podcast. So hit, hit me up on there. And also, like I said, if you, you're going to be down in New Orleans on March 15th, come on down to the Cryptocurrent Conference uh, that's going to be happening that day. We've got some great speakers lined up. This is designed for anywhere from your person that doesn't know anything about crypto all the way to the people that know a lot about crypto because we've got something for everybody. So. Uh, with that, I want to thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you on the next episode.